This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and of course, I'm joined by Sue Bushka, uh, president of Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, Now, listeners, as we always mention, anytime during the show, if you'd like to learn a little bit more uh, about what we're talking about, you can uh, certainly give us a call at 715-355-4445. Or you can visit our website at retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbushka.com. And of course, while you're at the website, be sure to click on over to the radio page. And there you can check out uh, some of our past episodes that we have aired, as well as uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify to make sure that you're always kept up to date with the most recent episode as they become available. Uh, but uh, before we get into today's topic, make sure we'll uh, wel- welcome in our co-hosts here, uh, Tony and Sue. How are we bo- both doing today? Well, I'm doing great. I've had a great week, and I'm just excited to be here with you guys. How about you, Sue? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's been wonderful weather, nice and in the 70s. I can take that. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. yeah the weather has been nice. Oh, but you, it's been but beautiful. This is your busy time, though, right? I mean, for both of oh, you, yeah. this is kind of uh, when work really picks up, and uh, a lot of people out there needing a lot of uh, financial advice and planning. Well, summer is starting to wind down and people are starting to turn their focus back to, uh, you know, their their um, personal financial situations and starting to get things in order as we uh, head into, uh, I hate to say it, but the uh, fall season. And of course, we know what comes after that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a time that we see people starting to get back to um, focusing on some of these things that maybe they put on hold for the summer months so they could go out and enjoy. Yeah, let's right. not even think right. about uh, you know what? That's coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not uh, that which shall not be named. So, uh, what are we talking about on the show today? Well, today's episode focuses on money issues that impact uh, potentially your marriage or your relationship. And it's really something that many of our clients have had to deal with at some point or another. And uh, so taking time to address issues before they turn into problems can be really, really valuable. Yeah. That's right. And one of our main sources for today is uh, Investopedia.com article, Top Six Marriage Killing Money Issues. So oh. money yeah, money can be a, a source of stress for individuals, um, couples, and any uh, other interpersonal relationships. In fact, according to an October 2018 American Psychological Association report, Stress in America... of adults surveyed are stressed about money. And so clearly, money issues affect the majority of Americans. Oh, okay. So I had it wrong. I thought when you said money in relationships, I thought maybe you were talking about, we'd talk about my personal relationship with money. 
but <laughs> it's more about how money yeah. is going to affect our relationships or how it does definitely affect relationships. And boy, uh, isn't that true? I mean, money stress is something I think all of us experience at some point. Uh, and when you add in relationships, you know, like, uh, you know, your spouse or a significant other, the pressure cooker gets turned to 11, doesn't it? Well, that's very true, Tony, and that's why today we're going to focus on a few money issues that impact couples, starting with keeping separate accounts. Now, according to Investopedia.com entries, some people decide to split expenses down the middle and pay their half out of their own private accounts. Often, this type of financial setup results in resentment about who gets to spend on what and when. It can even evolve into a competition. I paid for this, so you must pay for that. That's right. And in some cases, having separate accounts can also lead to uh, one partner hiding money from the other. And uh, the drawbacks of separating finances can can also definitely include reducing um, your buying power and eliminating other types of financial benefits that may come along with marriage. Well, yeah. So it seems like joint bank accounts might be a good option or another option. I mean, that's what my wife and I do, and it seems to work great. What are some benefits to having joint accounts? Well, that's a great question, Tony. You know, there are actually several benefits to joint bank accounts, and uh, joint accounts uh, are very common nowadays. Um, Actually, according to a Balance.com article entitled, Should You Have Joint or Separate Bank Accounts? A TD Bank survey showed that 76% of couples said that they shared at least one bank account. And joint accounts tend to provide more transparency and spending for each person, uh, you know, in the relationship. And they can also streamline some legal affairs. Um, That way, in the event of uh, one of the couples, uh, you know, one of the two passing away, joint accounts allow for the surviving partner to maintain access to those funds after something like that happens. And in our experience, some married couples also find that it is easier to keep track of spending as all of their expenses are contained within one account. Yeah, those all seem like great reasons, uh, very positive reasons for a joint account, right? Well, they certainly are. However, they can be there can be drawbacks to a joint account as well. Some individuals can feel like they have less control or independence when they don't have their own account. Joint accounts can also lead to issues if the couple isn't communicating about spending. So perhaps you both assumed the other was going to pay the electric bill and it never gets paid. Or in the reverse, it gets paid twice due to confusion. That's right. And joint accounts can also be potentially problematic when a relationship ends because both parties have access to that money in the account and either person could just go draw that money out and close the account without the other person's consent. And of course, this could uh, lead to some very messy and uncomfortable breakup moments. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that scenario feels like something out of a movie. Uh, one partner empties the account and skips the country. Uh, that that, <laughs> right. that could That's make right. things a little bit awkward. That definitely could. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, debt is another issue that can be awkward and uncomfortable because debt is uh, a serious issue for many Americans and it can adversely impact a relationship. Now, it can take many forms, whether it's credit cards, car loans, gambling, And there's so much more. Um, Most people bring debt into a relationship. Debts that are brought into a marriage remain attached to the person who brought them in. However, there are nine states that have determined that debts 
that are incurred after a marriage are generally owned by both partners. That's interesting. I didn't realize some states had that rule. Uh, what states does that actually impact? Well, the states that uh, are involved in that are actually Arizona, uh, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, and, of course, Wisconsin. Oh, you now, saved the best for last there. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> now, you're not liable for most of your spouse's debt that was incurred before marriage in these states, but any debt incurred after the wedding may be shared by both individuals, even uh, when applied for by only one member of the relationship. Ooh. That's right. And, you know, debt can potentially be a problem that causes resentment, especially if one member of the partnership feels like they're paying for the debt that they shouldn't have to cover. Now, I recommend that couples discuss their existing debt before combining their financial lives. They could even potentially enlist the counsel of a financial services professional to help facilitate the discussion. That's right. And, you know, now in our next segment, we're going to take a look at a tool that we use at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management to help examine how each individual feels and reacts to the market and to different risk tolerances. Well, you know, this is very good. It's good stuff, some great tips so far, but our time is almost up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break? Well, as Sue was just mentioning, sometimes when it comes to figuring these things out and trying to determine what makes the most sense for your unique situation, uh, sometimes the help of a financial services professional like Sue and myself and our team here at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management can definitely provide some insight uh, because we've seen these things before. You know, we deal with multiple different people, multiple different walks of life, single people, married couples, uh, people who've been through a divorce or are going through a divorce and need some assistance. Or maybe someone that just recently lost a spouse and is trying to figure out where to, uh, you know, or how to pick up the pieces, I guess would be a good way to put that. So for any of our listeners that might be questioning whether or not they're doing things the right way or maybe just need a little bit of a helping hand in that area, we're here to help. Uh, And that's why we offer all of our radio listeners a complimentary second opinion, Um, no cost, no obligation whatsoever. And they can take advantage of that anytime by giving us a call at 715 355-4445 or visiting our website at retirewithbushka.com. All right. Thanks, Cole and Sue. And listeners, we'll be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole right after this. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Our hosts are here, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Great show so far today. Uh, I know we've been talking about money and relationships, how money and finances are affecting our relationships, talking about some of these issues to look out for. Uh, It's been a great discussion, hasn't it? Yes, Tony. And, uh, you know, the the next uh, thing that the article refers to is uh, personality. And they define personality as how you handle money. 
Uh, are you a spender or are you a saver? And uh, we'd like to take uh, this really one step further and look at uh, it as risk tolerance as well. So instead of just lumping each partner into a broad category, it can be useful to learn what type of risk each member of the partnership is willing to be exposed to. And that's why at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management, we offer our clients the opportunity to color code their assets, uh, assets through our color of money risk analysis. And this analysis really provides each member of the relationship with a financial picture and a roadmap to their overall risk preferences. And then the result is a proprietary color of money risk analysis score. And this short uh, interactive analysis is a really important part of determining how to uh, properly align assets among red, yellow, and green money, accounting for both of uh, the people in the couple's uh, feelings towards those. Uh, yeah, it's all about the feelings today, isn't it? That's well, right. yeah, and uh, you know, emotions and feelings run high when it comes to finances, and that's what this is all about. Sue, maybe you could uh, tell us about the difference uh, with the colors of money and how they're defined. I know you've mentioned this before. Absolutely, Tony. First of all, there's red money, and red money is assets that are subject to more risk and can lose value, but that also provides opportunity for growth. And then you have yellow money assets, like red assets are subject to risk and can lose value, but are professionally managed. Now, professional money managers can help reduce risk and provide growth opportunities. And then we have green money assets, and they have lesser risk. They may have they, they may not have as much growth potential as other assets, but your account is less likely to go down. So to provide you with your analysis and customized report, the first step is to complete the strategy assessment. Now these are complimentary and available in the Generational Vault online at, at retirewithbushka.com. So feel free to visit our website to learn more about getting started on the color of money risk analysis process today. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable tool, and that's always interesting to me. Now, what's next on the list of potential relationship-harming finance issues, Cole? Well, the power play is another money issue that Investopedia notes can harm relationships. Wow, the power play. That's the a power hockey term. Play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, in this case, it's a little different, but a yeah. power play uh, occurs uh, often when one partner is employed and the other isn't. Uh, or if both partners want to work, but one is struggling to find employment. A power play deals with an imbalance of income and how the individual with more income, or most of the income, can control how the money is spent. And there may be some rationale behind this idea, but it's important that both partners cooperate and communicate when it comes to spending. That's right, and as we mentioned earlier, when discussing the pros and cons of different bank account options, a joint account offers greater transparency and access. However, it's not in itself a solution to a lopsided power money dynamic in a relationship. In fact, that transparency can be used to further control spending. Now this imbalance can even lead to what some experts call financial abuse. Wow, uh, financial abuse, I, I have to admit, uh, that's a new one on me. I haven't heard about that a lot. Well, there are many kinds of abuse, and financial abuse is one of the more subtle forms. According to a national network to end domestic violence report, understanding financial abuse, this kind of abuse is used to control and isolate partners. 
the experience is unique to each relationship. That's right. And the financial abuse uh, might include controlling how the money is spent or restricting access to money or giving an allowance, so to speak, and also withholding access to necessities like medication or food is a big one. Um, Also, they mention restricting a partner's ability to work or make money, or even in some extreme cases, theft of money or uh, credit or even identity theft. Now, uh, that full report is available as uh, part of the uh, Moving Ahead Through Financial Management curriculum, and it can be downloaded at nnedv.org. And those are some heavy, heavy things to consider, but it sounds like that report is a good resource. It, It sure is, Tony. In fact, the report has valuable tips on some more healthy and productive ways couples can talk about their finances and their desires and their needs. Now, every relationship and its financial picture is going to be unique. So perhaps one member of the couple manages the day-to-day finances and bill paying. Now, this might be functional and even fit well with both individuals' personalities. However, both should have access to and regular input on all financial decisions. Yeah, and couples in healthy financial relationships can have different values related to money, but joint financial goals should be negotiated and definitely planned together. Uh, Couples that set plans to meet these joint goals and support each other in the process are more likely to feel like they're in a healthy money relationship. You know, both partners should have access to their money, and needing to ask permission or hiding money or, or spending should be a big red flag. That's right, and healthy financial relationships are about compromise, honesty, and equality. In fact, in my opinion, those are vital aspects of any part of an interpersonal relationship. So be they romantic, professional, or any other. Well, yeah, that's a great point, Sue. Now, our time is almost up for this segment. We have to take uh, one more quick break here. Uh, Cole, is there anything you want to add before we go? I just want to mention to our listeners to not forget to check our website for upcoming educational workshops throughout the area. Uh, We host those every month uh, in different areas, uh, both Wausau and uh, Stevens Point areas, as well as over in the Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls area. We host those uh, regularly. So be sure to go out to our website, retirewithbushka.com. Click on events and there you'll be able to see all of the upcoming workshop dates. You can RSVP right there. Uh, and of course, the workshops are completely educational. Nothing is sold. Uh, you know, there's no specific products uh, ever discussed or anything. It's just more about general topics that are important for today's retirees to be thinking about. And you can also RSVP by giving our office a call at 715 355 4445. All right. That sounds great. A great offer. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole after these messages. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Pushka Retirement Solutions, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and our hosts are Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. Uh, Today, we've been talking about 
some really financial issues and how they affect you know our relationships. You talked about an investopedia.com article, top six marriage killing money issues. Uh, you also talked about some different uh, issues about joint or individual bank accounts, debt, and then you talked about power plays and signs of financial abuse. Now, uh, I wanted to, uh, <clears throat> let me redo that. Now, you mentioned you wanted to turn our attention to the final two issues from that article. Uh, we've covered a lot today. Uh, what are those final two issues? Well, the last two money issues that affect relationships are related, literally. They are children and extended family. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the decision to have children is a big question for any relationship. And raising a child is no easy financial task. And you would know that, Sue. Yes, I would. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, Cole. Now, according to the most recent available information, the average cost of raising a child from birth to age 17 is $233,610 in in a married two-parent middle-income family with two children. Now, this information comes from a 2017 U.S. Department of Agriculture USDA report using information from 2011 to 2015 and figured in 2015 dollars. So with inflation a likely factor, you can expect that number to increase in the future. And having children impacts not just the pocketbook, but also the calendar. Um, You know, you've got to think about things like, does one partner stay at home when the children are younger? Uh, And how does this impact long-term retirement strategies or career advancement goals? So there's all sorts of things to think about in that situation. Yeah, I mean, those are important questions to ask. And again, I think it comes back to the three things, and you've you've said this before on the show, uh, that are vital to healthy financial relationships, and that's compromise, honesty, and equality. That's exactly right. And, you know, those three are important when it comes to extended family relationships as well. The issue of money and extended family can involve gifts that one side of the family can afford and the other can't, or the expectation of extravagant vacations and expenses that might not fit into the partnership's budget. Um, It could even be loaning money to family members in need uh, or possibly for a business venture. And each of these scenarios can increase stress and cause problems in any relationship or partnership. So uh, money can drive a wedge between people. I think we all know of that is a reality. And we can probably all think of at least one example in our own lives where that's happened to us or a loved one. That's right. And stress and friction between relatives over money feels all too common. Now, often we think of lending money when it comes to money challenges with extended family. And that's why our last resource for today is an article from moneycrashers.com, Nine Tips for Lending Money to Family and Friends. Now, let's examine a few of these tips before we end our time together today. First, let me say that in my opinion, it's always dangerous to lend money to family and friends. Yeah. It's also a good idea not to lend money with the exception of being paid back on simple good faith. Because these tips can really help you set up terms, you know, that make lending possible, even if it isn't necessarily desirable or recommended. Yeah, I I love, you know, and you've said this before, never lend money to family and friends. And I've heard that uh, from many people. Fortunately, I fall into a third category, co-host, radio co-host, 
So you are able to lend me money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not extended family. Yeah, so just, might don't, be okay. don't, just don't yeah. expect to get paid back. Um, uh, so what are, what are the top tips that you have for us from that article? Well, Tony, one of the top tips uh, from that article that we felt is especially good is, you know, think about dealing with cash only. Uh, avoid any connection or contract that could potentially impact your credit score. Uh, you know, don't open up a credit card in their name or, or co-sign on a loan. Uh, those situations put you in a position where someone else's actions could impact your financial future. So dealing with cash only avoids these entanglements. Also, only lend what you can afford. Again, this goes back to the very real possibility that you're not going to be paid back for this loan. And if such a loan puts you into a dire financial strait, you you could find yourself in a financial situation worse than that of the person that you loan the money to. Well, and these are great tips. Any others? Well, there are a few more that we sh- we should touch on. Uh, there are setting terms and getting it in writing. Uh, make sure that you and the person uh, you're loaning cash to has agreed to the repayment terms. Uh, you've got to include potential interest rates and a schedule. And a written document can really help in the future if that agreement turns sour. And finally, worst case scenarios. Uh, it's vital to discuss the potential ramifications of breaking the agreement. And that could be, you know, things like late charges or uh, a collection process or even legal action. And it's not comfortable, but asking for money is rarely a comfortable experience. That's right. And also, if you're not able to follow these tips, you may want to avoid loaning money at all. Perhaps there are other service-based ways to help. You can even offer to refer them to your financial services professional to help them examine other financial options. Yeah, I think I think that's really important. You know, we've covered a lot. We've covered a wide range of potentially damaging issues today, haven't we? Well, that we have, Tony. So what can be done to avoid these potentially damaging money issues? Uh, often one of the best ways to combat these issues is with communication and honesty. Using tools like the color of money risk analysis uh, to determine risk tolerance can be a really helpful step. And discussing money can be difficult and sometimes really uncomfortable, but there's no magic wand that can ease all of your financial stress. However, taking important steps today can help you avoid potentially negative consequences down the road. So make sure that you have that difficult talk soon before it becomes a relationship-killing money issue. Yeah, that's huge. As usual, though, our time has flown by and we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add? I just want to remind our listeners that when it comes to these different things that we've talked about today, you don't have to do it alone. Sometimes the help of a financial services professional is exactly what you need to get back on the right track. And for all of our listeners, that's why we're here to help. And so uh, you can give us a call at 715-355-4445 or visit our website at retirewithbushka.com to schedule your complimentary, no obligation consultation today. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc., Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC, and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.